Welcome to Season 5 of Soundtrack Your Life. I'm Ryan Pat. And I'm Nicole Barlow. And this is the podcast where we talk to a guest about soundtracks. Today we have the founder of Perseverance Records, Robin Esterhammer. Welcome, Robin. Thank you very much, Ryan and Nicole. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Perseverance Records? Well, the way Perseverance Records was founded was sort of like a little... What should I say? Like a little miracle. The way it was started was that um, I had just left Christopher Freigest's Sonic Images Records, where I was working as his, assist, as his assistant. And I was looking for work. And then a friend of mine from England, Paul Tonks, who's also writing the liar notes for us now, said, you know what, Robin? A friend of mine just found the master tapes for Dr. Fives Rises Again in a dumpster behind CTS Studios in London. And I was like, oh my God, how can they do that? And we were both really shocked by that. And there were just so many more master tapes in the dumpster. But he had only taken these ones because he said, you know, maybe I can do something with these one day. And... Um, then uh, he contacted Paul, and Paul said, yeah, I know somebody who could do something with those. Robert Esterhammer in Los Angeles. And we got in touch. We started talking. I, I talked to John Gale, who was still alive at the time. And I said, yeah, absolutely. We, we can release it. We, I have no idea how to do that, but let's do that. It's, it, it'll be fun. You know, it'll be great. And so I reached out to MGM. Uh, Jonathan Watkins and said, you know, we have these master tapes. Can we do a release of that? And then Jonathan said, yeah, sure. You know, back then it was still much cheaper to release a CD because the licensing fees hadn't, hadn't been, uh, been so, so, uh, exaggerated yet. And, uh, so we did that and that was 22 years ago. So, um, that's how Perseverance Records came about. And then we, we did the next one, we did Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which was a leftover from my Sonic Images days because I wanted to release the album back then. Never happens. Uh, and then we did the uh, first Doctor Fives. And um, yeah, haven't looked back since. So Perseverance Records has just released Forsaken Themes from Fantastic Films Volume 2. Yep. Who Wants to Live Forever? Which uh, obviously is a reference to the Highlander. Highlander, yes. I feel show of all time. You know, I, I had a I took a class at a community college and the professor said is the it the Highlander is a perfectly edited film. Oh really? Yeah, like just how each scene kind of dissolves into the next scene and the way that the director kind of framed each shot were it was like a perfect blend. Like he's like, it is a perfectly edited film. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I just the way they transition from one scene, you know, you know, you see the economic clouds eyes and then it goes over to the eyes of the Mona Lisa on the back. Exactly. That's what he was saying. Building yeah. uh, um, in New York. And it's just, it's brilliantly made. And the music 
by Michael Kamen and the songs and the additional music by Queen, big Queen fan, huge Queen fan. They just work so perfectly together. They they, they complement each other that um, it's it's such a shame that it it never released been released as a uh, soundtrack. Right. But that might change, you know. That might change in the near future. Yeah, I sure hope so. That seems like a big piece of like pop culture that people are missing out on. Oh, huge. I mean, in, in, in Europe, it's like one of the most famous films, you know. Uh, and, and it has a huge following in the States as well. Yeah. So so um, the Highlander Suite, which uh, was re-recorded for this compilation, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the crown jewel, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was actually only the second piece we'd ever record. Well, the second project we'd ever recorded for a compilation. We did a, a, an, a, an Ennio Morricone compilation in 2012, and um, that went really well. That was a that was a fun project. We did that in Budapest, and it was just so much fun. I and then on on this on the sec on the was the second day. I think the second day. We did a few other recordings of like Star Trek, First Contact, E.T., Poltergeist, uh, just a whole bunch of really cool score- songs that we wanted to put into songs. And uh, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So for this compilation, like how much, I mean, obviously you put a lot of work into it, but it just sounds like there's just so, m- so many people you have to talk to to put together um like a very impressive list like you have on this um, track listing. Yeah, you're right. The uh, High Liver Suite um, is definitely the crown jewel. And uh, actually the way that happened was that I had looked into a recording of a... How would I say that without giving away too much? <laughs> because it's the... Uh, it's sort of a work in progress. We were looking to do a re-recording of a bigger project, and then I was reached. Uh, I reached out to Nikki Foros, uh, who had been introduced to me by um, Edward Wendler, whose cl- whose track is closing the album, uh, theme from Dragon Soldiers. And he put me in touch with Nikki Foros, and we really hit it off right away. And you know, we we we've been friends for like for over four years now, five wow. years now. And uh, he said, you know, um, there was uh, somebody who recorded a Highlander suite, and I was like, oh my god, I have to get my hands on that. So I called him. It was a recording in it was either Dusseldorf or. Yeah, I think it was Dusseldorf in, in, in Germany. And they were originally going to license the Highland Street to us, but there were a few recording issues that we had with that recording. So I said, um, you know, maybe we can record it ourselves, or I forget it was if it was me or if it was Nicky uh, Forrest who suggested we record it. But we decided eventually to go for it, although it was way more expensive than actually licensing it. But we had it, you know, we it, it, we own it now. And we can we can license it, we can do with it whatever we want to. It was recorded in North Macedonia. 
uh, Fame's Studio Orchestra, which is a, 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 an orchestra that does a lot of film scores and a lot of other albums as well. And it really worked well. It really, we, we, Nicky Flores uh, took his car and uh, his girlfriend up to North Macedonia from Greece. And he sat in the booth for a two, it was a two days. No, I don't remember. And uh, he, he recorded the Highlander Suite and then an Alien Suite that was that hasn't been released yet. That's actually going to be on the on the third um, compilation, Volume Three, um, which is going to be called Xenomorph because it's from Alien. Exciting! And Very cool. We uh, we did that the second time, and then he took everything back with him to Greece. Uh, George Milioros mixed and edited it together with Nikiforos. And then they sent everything over and I was just in heaven. I mean, they, Still. I mean Highlander sounds really good, but I mean, Alien is just a, a masterpiece, how they record up that. Well, that's thrilling. I, that's super exciting. And I mean, Alien, the Alien trilogy is obviously a, another huge thing for fans and has such a cult following i think just a following would probably be more accurate at this point um it's got to be so satisfying to give that that sort of thing to fan communities or give it back to them to people that are that are completists that have been searching for these things for so long um is that part of sort of the passion and the joy behind this is being able to connect people with things that they have these recollections of that they're so passionate about too yeah that's absolutely one of the reasons i mean one of the reasons I did found um, I did found Perseverance Records was that there was so much music out there that just never saw the light of day, and I said, you know, we have to do, we have to bring out music to to the fans, you know. That right. clearly was still a fairly untapped market. I mean, right now it's pretty, uh, it's pretty. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's pretty um, saturated. Saturated. Thank you. Yeah. It's pretty saturated with all this, these uh, um, expanded versions and expanded and remastered and remastered and re-remastered. <laughs> and uh, when we were working on the uh, Highlander recording, we said, you know, we have to do something else. This is so much fun, you know. And the result is actually after Alien. Uh, right now, what we're doing is we're recording a 300-minute mega project of james horner film music cool and uh we're working with the estate working with his widow sarah horner who's been really helpful so far and we're working with ssp spectra shimmers productions in norway and it just it just could be better i mean it's a it's a huge undertaking if you if you realize it's five hours of music five hours of big orchestral music some of them are a little bit less in instrumentation. The other ones are like a full orchestra with a choir. And um, what we're doing is, in order to finance that, we're going to start a Kickstarter campaign in about two weeks. And um, I don't know if that's something that you guys might want to be interested in promoting with us. Oh, yeah, That'd for be sure. great. That'd Absolutely. be awesome if you want to do that. And um, yeah, but back to Highlander. Nikki Forrest was in touch or had has been in touch 
with the Michael Kamen estate. He's actually been there. He's talked to uh, Michael's uh, daughter, Zoe, and we uh, got the scores and the parts actually from Ulrich Wünschel in Germany, who had commissioned the Highlander Suite for his uh, concert in Düsseldorf in Germany. And uh, we said, you know, we'd like to re-record it, if that would be okay with him. I said, yes, absolutely, very gracious about the whole thing. And then we said, we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to do the whole Highlander thing. So we're working with, with um, Zoe Kamen right now on actually getting a re-recording re of the entire Highlander soundtrack without the Queen songs. But if possible, with the, the instrumental tracks that Queen contributed, like the, uh, the, the, the Kurgan, Kurgan's drive with the, uh, the, uh, slightly edited version of Roger Taylor's a dozen red roses for my darling, which came, which made it to the film is the, <laughs> and then in the, on the Queen album goes to like, don't lose your head, don't lose your head. <laughs> and so. That's hopefully going to be on it, but that's a major undertaking where we're also going to go for a Kickstarter project with that, a Kickstarter campaign with that, and that will be a massive undertaking. But we are so thrilled, and, and hopefully we're going to be able to do all the uh, right instrumentation so we can do Michael and, and Freddie's and Brian and Roger and, and John's music so we can do them justice. And um, then the, uh, the Highlander... Sweet was just a little bit of a teaser for the fans for the full recording of the full complete orchestra performing the complete score. Yeah, that's so exciting to hear about. Yeah, we're pretty happy. We're pretty happy at the moment. Yeah, it sounds like that material is in is in the right hands, which oh, thank you, know, you Nicole. It's a comfort to fans, right, to know that that people with um with knowledge and passion are 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 really treating this the way that it deserves and elevating it in new ways as well. That there is a reboot of Highlander, I guess. Being yeah, that's been in the that's yeah, that's been in the works for I think fourteen years now. Originally, um, Henry Henry Cavill or Cavill, I'm not pronounce it. He mm -hmm. was supposed to 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 play uh, the Highlander, and um, it's I don't know if it's ever going to be happening. You know, why, why perfect something that is complete in its existence in the first place? You know, yeah. how can you remake? It's like remaking Citizen King, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm automatically resistant to the idea of most reboots, but especially for something as iconic as Highlander. I don't know how you do a better job than the yeah, exactly. original. I mean, it, again, you know, no disrespect to the filmmakers or to, to Henry Cavill. If it does come to pass i think they do want to use the original queen song so you know maybe they will the light of day but they're so ingrained in the people's minds right and with the with the um images and the music and you have the uh you have the the the, the scenery up in highland in the highlands how can you listen to like who wants to live forever without thinking of um, B.G. Edney climbing up the hill and saying, you know, you never grew old. And 
Yeah. You can't do that. You can't, you can't improve on that. It's just such an emotionally charged film that you just can't do it. Yeah, and the attention of, to detail, like I said, with the editing, yeah. you know, why would you try to remake that? And I don't think there's a, there's a, a visually um, capable, another visually capable director like Rasamal K.E. Uh, yeah. I don't think anybody can do that film justice if they re remade it. Yeah, it feels a little bit untouchable to me. I've got you. Well, that's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I see. Also on the track listing, you have um, some uh, some selections from uh, Mario Beltrami's uh, Resident Evil score, and we had a composer on our podcast last year, uh, Jermaine Stiegel, and he said when he got into USC's um, film composition program, the first thing that he did is he walked up to his professor and said, do you know Mario Beltrami? I'm looking for yep. Mario Beltrami. And, yeah. And I, oh, really? Yeah. And I think Jermaine was, uh, I think, his first ever intern. Mario's first intern was Jermaine. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. That's a cool story. <laughs> and he's a fantastic guy, fantastic composer. When I was listening through, um, through the tracks, when I got to the Resident Evil ones, they're so impactful and so different. Yeah, I, and I I really appreciated having them on there. It's just such a nice thing to hear that you, I think you don't often invest yourself in. Um, it was great on headphones. I really enjoy those Resident Evil tracks. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we included those. Originally, we wanted to have the the full score for Resident Evil, which is something that might still happen. Although there's a little bit of a situation with Marilyn Manson right now and his his uh, legal troubles. Uh, oh. Um, <laughs> We are yeah, aware of I those. Am, yeah, we're aware of that. <laughs> Say <but>. no more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we couldn't get any music to license that had anything composed by him. But Christoph Becker in Munich with uh, Neue Constantin, he was so helpful. He's such a wonderful guy. He just really understood. We've done another album with him, David Newman's Conferenza Tiere, Animals United. And we did another one, and he said, uh, you know, you can use this, you can use these ones. He want to hear them and, and approve them. But he said, you know, as long as you don't use any Marilyn Manson uh, music, you can use that. And we said, absolutely. So Buck Sanders, uh, Mark Abedrami's business partner, said, uh, yeah, you know what? I always want to remix those tracks and... The original soundtrack that came out just had like a remix that was like really, it, it wasn't what they wanted. And then when we did the four tracks, I believe it is, four or five tracks, they spent hours and hours and hours on that. And they were so happy and appreciative that somebody cherishes the music you know and marco is huge i mean you know he's done what the last three diehard movies you know it's just a matter of time before he gets to do a star wars movie you know or a james bond movie or something right and everyone and, loves his stuff that he did for scream that whole franchise yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and um we we just hit it off and we're working on uh, one more album that we're probably going to do with them, but we don't have the papers yet, so I can't say anything what it is as to what, what, what it is. 
but um, him and also David Williams, with whom we've done the two prophecy, the first two prophecy albums scores. They are just, I mean, I found out in like, what is this not, almost 30 years of working in the film music industry, that the composers are in general, generally speaking, a very underappreciated, misunderstood, and un not 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 cherished enough folk who would see nothing more than having their music performed, having their music released, talk to their friends. Christian is another example. We're working on a, a mega huge um, Christian project at the moment. And he, first of all, he, he signs everything as your friend. Like whenever we get an email <laughs> from you, yes, your friend. Christian, no, and um, he's even met my son Kai, and and then at the end of the evening he said, "You know, Kai, you and I, we're friends now." And no. I was just so exhilarated because he just loves Christian's wee music, and he was like, "Oh, oh nice. we're friends now," you know. <laughs> Wait, was wasn't Chris Young Jermaine's professor that got him in touch with Mount Mario? I believe that was. I think the that was yeah, because they had, and uh, um, it was actually Jerry Goldsmith as well. He did. Uh, Marco worked with uh, Jerry Goldsmith for a while. Okay. Yeah, and, I've been listening uh, to a lot of uh, Jerry Goldsmith lately because my daughter yeah, wants to watch Mulan oh, like every he's day. He's amazing. He's my favorite. Jerry Goldsmith <laughs> is my all-time favorite film composer. He's just a genius. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then uh, Resident Evil again. We put the those four or five tracks on the album and immediately we said, this sounds so good. We have to do something else with these guys again. And we hope that the new score is going to come out, hopefully on Perseverance Records. Um, if not, we'll have to figure something out. I mean, we do a re-recording. But my business partner, Silvio Barrera, is a huge Marco Beltrami fan. And uh, he's also really into films and horror films. And he has like, you know, he has like a, a statue of the T-1000, the T-800 <laughs> uh, from, from Terminator 2. And he has like a Freddy's gloves from Nightmare on Elm Street and just tons of really cool stuff that he has. And um, he's he's been really a joy to work with. He's very knowledgeable of uh, horror films and uh, science fiction films, fantasy films. When I told him that we would get a Resident Evil selection on our album, Volume 2, he was so happy. He was just immediately, yes, let's do this, let's do this. And maybe we could do that. And he was in touch with Buck and he said, you know, let's do this, let's try this. And he was just, he was just happy. He was just really, really, really happy fellow for the first time. And then we had the uh, the close. Well, I don't want to jump ahead of myself, so go ahead, Ryan or Nicole. So you know, I, it feels it sounds like you're kind of working on a bunch of different projects um, at the same time. But um, when did you kind of conceptualize the second volume after you finished uh, the first Forsaken Themes um, compilation? We, that was actually a project that that was uh, being developed simultaneously. We had. 
I already I had already known um, Charles Bernstein from an album that we did with him or two albums I forget, and uh, it was the a new score to Serpent and the Rainbow that I had always wanted to release, and it was just such a nobody knows who owns it. Record labels don't own it. I talked to everybody that was involved in into the film uh, involved in the film. Except for like the craft service person. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody was just contacted and nobody knows who it, who it uh, belonged to. So um, we licensed it from Charles Bernstein, who is the composer who thinks he might own it, but he's not, you know, don't take valuable my word for it. And um, so we included that one as the second selection on the volume two. So we, and then there was um, Resident Evil. So we kind of had like the second volume, like halfway mapped out when the first one was, uh, came out. And then we decided, you know, we had the Highlander suite, we have this. I'm gonna go back to our old friend, David Williams to see if he has something from one of his films that we can license from him. And uh, we got the Phantoms, we got the five tracks. And uh, then the uh, the final Dragon Soldiers theme, which is actually my mom's favorite theme from that album. She says, oh, it sounds so so bombastic and, and, and grand. And, you know, so she was very happy when I had sent that to her. And she just, she just listened to it yesterday and she was like, wow, this is really cool. And... We uh, decided, you know, we're going to put these tracks on volume two. And that's already, we're already working on, on three and four. Three will be uh, the one that's called Xenomorph, which will have the alien suite. And then we're trying, I don't know if that's going to happen, actually. We're trying to do the fourth one, which has the tentative title, Bumps to the Hollows, which is a reference to James, uh, uh, Jerry Goldsmith's um, legend. European legend score and the fourth one would, if we can include the, um, Tim Souster cues that were tracked for, by Ridley Scott for legend when he was working on the European kind of the version. And as you might know, uh, Tangerine Dream was actually hired to do the United States version, the American version, but we still think that if the collectors could have, or the fans of the film on the Jerry's, if they could have access to the original songs or tracks that the album, or not the album, the um, the, the the film was tracked with. I think that would be something, you know, because no attempt track has never been released uh, to any film. So, so it would be kind of fun if we could say, you know, it's it's a DeWolf in England. It's a DeWolf issue. And they, I've been in touch with somebody there and they've been really helpful, very nice. But I don't know if they're actually going to be able to do that creatively if they don't want to do that. Cool. But that's just something we have to figure out. But so to go back to answer back of your question, it's pretty much like you know, like it's it's pretty much a work in progress, like that that happens contemporaneously. 
that were just saying, you know, we're doing this now, and then we're already collecting material for the new one. And then while we're working on two, we're working, oh, this could work on three, you know? So it's, it's, it's a car, it's, I, you know, I ne we'll never stop working, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm 57 now, and I think I will just work on this until they carry me out with my feet first. It's, it's a <laughs> Love it's that. a passion it's it's uh it's a i don't want to say it's a lifestyle or a life choice but i wouldn't other than making films again which is what i did before i don't think i could do anything else it's just such a passion and the people i'm working with silvio george nikki foros the people at ssp kim and uh, torod sarah horner christian you know, those are people you only know from the movie posters. Okay. You know, like Craig Saffin has really become, we, we did, we did a Remo Willis with him and then a few other albums. You know, he has become a good friend and he was, the first time I saw his name was in Germany when I saw, when I was watching Cheers and I saw music, Craig Saffin. <laughs> and now I'm his friend, you know, he's my friend. And you know, when we used to live in Los Angeles, we would always go out for bagels and uh, and it, it, uh, sausages and it was just, you know, it's again, it's the fact that the composers are so underappreciated. They're, they're underappreciated. So whenever they find somebody like me and Christopher and, and yeah, Christian and, and Craig Saffin and David Williams, we already start talking about movies and film scores that, you know, we're like scuba diving and, 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 and it's a lot of fun, you know. It's, uh, it's definitely a choice that made a lot of sense for me at the time and that I just absolutely never regretted since in almost 30 years. So before you started Perseverance Records, do you remember, like, what are some of the first film scores that really helped you fall in love with film scores? Oh, the first one actually was uh, Star Trek Two: with The Wrath of Khan by Winning. James Horner. That was the first one where I really walked out of the theater wishing the melody. <laughs> I mean, I had, you know, I had hours before like Bedknobs and Broomsticks by the Sherman Brothers, you know, but those are like really because I was a little boy and I liked, I liked the songs and the music. And then my sister got a uh, recording of Ennio Morricone's <laughs> The Professional. That's not the movie with Jean Reno, it's the one with Jean Paul Belmondo. And we were just tear into that record and played over and over and over and over again. And then um, I bought Once Upon a Time in the West by Morricone. Brilliant score. Yeah. And the next one that, the next one that came was Star Trek II Raiders of the Lost Ark and E.T. Those are probably the three scores that I would say even the path for me to slip into film music professionally. Yeah, those are all great scores. Those are all amazing. Yeah, I know. I wasn't in love with those scores. I was having a conversation uh, yesterday with someone about some of those original Morricone um, scores on, on vinyl yeah. and how the original Italian presses are so difficult to come by because there was a rule for a long time about exports 
and those albums not leaving Italy as some kind of you know cultural protection. <laughs> they didn't they didn't leave Italy, so finding them is is so rare. And I I thought of this and how you know the the idea of you kind of um, helping a lot of these scores endure and find new audiences is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do it. I mean, we do it for the composers and for the fans, you know. And if we make a little bit of money on the on the side, that's yay, even the better. <laughs> <laughs> even better. Yeah. Gravy. Even gravy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So there are a lot of movies that are getting released on streaming, and I feel like not a lot of them are getting actual physical releases. Um. Some of them are getting released digitally. Um. Are you looking to possibly get into? you know the streaming space you know there's probably some scores out there that people want released on a physical you know um, final or something. we're trying to get digital rights to whatever we release just because there's just a huge digital market uh downloading streaming tablet streaming who knows if ai will figure into that at some point but uh you're right it is a huge market and uh we actually have like a a couple of albums that that made like a couple of thousand dollars a month, and the the main. I mean, that we still want to release hard copies, CDs. We haven't gone into the LP uh, market yet because that's just like a whole a whole another thing that I'm not familiar with. Uh, so I'm not going to do that for a while. But uh, the Streaming market is very look well, not very lucrative here because they pay like fractions of a cent for each download. But right. when you do that a few million times, you know, it accumulates and it's nice, you know. But uh, we still think that a, a CD album, a physical album uh, with liner notes and pictures and, and all that, that they still have a, a, a legitimacy. Um, and that, uh, that's probably not going to go away. I mean, maybe it go away for a little while, but it's just like with the LPs, you know, like, what was it? 10 years ago, they came back and now they're being sold for like 30, 40, 50 bucks a pop, you know? And if we can do that with the, with the, uh, CD markets, more power to us. So I know we've talked about a lot of, you know, great composers, you know, Jerry Goldsmith, Mario Beltrami. Are there any like new composers that have uh, caught your attention, like that have come out in like the last five, ten years? Uh, I really like Brian Walston. We did a few albums with him. He's really good. He's very melodic. He knows exactly how to write a melody uh, and and how to score a picture. He's he really somebody to watch. Ellen Darian is has been around for go. She's fifty. No, he's sixty now. I think. He's he's really good. He's very good. Oh, what's the name of the Swedish guy? Gustav Sorensen, I think is his name. And he's he, he really caught my my ear. And uh, in the states, Edwin Wengler is good. He's he's really he's he has a good eye or a good ear for melody. So um, that's that's the one that we had. The uh, Dragon Soldiers track with on the album. I I don't even know if there's any who else would be a new one. 
I think the the woman who the Icelandic woman Hildur or something, uh, Freya Hildur's daughter or somebody who did the Joker and got the Oscar for oh, it. Yeah, I think yeah. it was very well deserved. That was a brilliant score. And then I don't know. It's uh, I mean, yeah, I don't have any more names. Well, I think that was five. So I think you did five, you know, <laughs> four or five. I would do, I would do uh, a film school with a bunch of Icelandic guys. And um, they tried to teach me a little bit of Icelandic. And it's a really difficult language to, to learn. Yes, Very I can difficult. imagine. I could tell that that wasn't the first time you'd pronounced yeah. something Icelandic, <laughs> though. <laughs> that was much better than we could have done. Who's yeah. us? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're also much better at speaking Greek than us. So I, I know we've talked about some of the uh, scores you've been working on, and you know some some uh, things that are in progress. But are there any like white whale scores that you uh, you hope to to acquire at some point? Yeah, Ryan stole my questions. What I was going to ask too. What's your what's your holy grail? <laughs> What did you say? What, what is your holy grail? If you still my holy grail, uh, it's it's definitely Highlander, and um, I seem if Zoe Cayman comes through, then we'll do a Highlander re-recording. Also, I really we're working with uh, the Brigham Young University at the moment. We want to do a, a whole bunch of uh, Jerry Fielding re-recordings. That uh, uh, Nikki Foros uh, put me onto. We want to do those. I also want to do uh, Scarface by Giorgio Moroder, but that came out in La La Land now, which is really sad. This thing by Dimitri Chonkin. Cool. I would like to give it a like a real royal treatment, you know, not not just release the old tracks because they were. I mean, they sound okay, but you know, if you can do a re-recording, and I think it has like three on marginal, which is like which which is that that electric electronic what do you call it? E E W M electronic wind machine, something like that, or electronic wind in, uh, uh, instrument, cool. and um, that is something that I would like to um, re-record. Uh, but and then we're doing we're doing a a big James Horner sci-fi score that we're going to give also the royal treatment and there have been discussions on this about the boards on the boards and it's a it's a challenge it's a real challenge as part of the five the five hours of film music by James Horner we're also doing the uh, concert suites that he did, there's like 13 of them. They range from anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes. And uh, each, there's probably gonna be two records or three records uh, or albums, I should rather say, that will contain one or two James Horner scores with two to four concert pieces and uh 
The first one is the dresser at the hand, and where she's trying to, to, to get Oliver Stone to give us an endorsement because that was the movie he directed. I think that was the first movie he wrote and directed was The Hand. And um, yeah, then there's just so much more. Now, I think I really think that owning content is the way to go for the future for record labels. I mean, um, Silver Screen has made a fortune with their recordings in Prague, and we're, we are contemplating also to go to Prague for the re-recordings because they just have such an amazing orchestra. They've done that for a decade, well, two, two decades, three decades, something like that now. And I think that's the way to go because if you want to license something like from a name Sony for, or yeah, uh, if you want to go with them, they usually keep the digital download rights for them and, uh, that's that's just a big a big chunk taken out of the royalties that we would get, you know. So we'll see. We'll see how that'll work. But I really think that we're going to more and more record new renditions of the older scores, like uh, you know, the hand the dresser from the eighties and then who knows what will be next? You know, it's uh, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge, but it's a challenge I'm up for. I know that Nikki Photos is up for George, Silvio. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. And you know, we have so much respect for what you do and the fact that you know you're doing everything right. You're going through the oh, estates thank you, and Nicole. you know you're. You're not trying to uh, take any shortcuts in getting this stuff released. You're trying to get everyone's blessing that you need. And Yep, exactly, exactly. And again, just to reiterate for anyone out there that hasn't listened to these yet, um, the recording quality is it's so beautiful. No, they're it's really, really beautiful cool. recordings. Yeah, so, they're like impeccable. Um, if you have any interest in these scores at all, um, definitely give them a listen because they're yeah, really absolutely. fantastic. They, they blew me away. We have an, an amazing mastering engineer, Les Brockman. Um, who actually has a, a Grammy? So um, we're we're uh, he's doing all of our albums and um, just an amazing guy. He just he just knows he has a perfect ear. I mean, he's just like he's right on the spot. Whenever you give him something, he just makes it a hundred more times wonderful to listen to. He's he's absolutely amazing. He's done a few albums for us, and uh, yeah, he's going to do the next ones, all of them. Yeah, that's great. So definitely check out Forsaken Themes from Fantastic Films Volume 2, Who Wants to Live Forever? Um, there's also um, Fantastic Films Volume 1, Tears and Rain. And, I mean, Perseverance Records has a bunch of, has a great uh, uh, Tears catalog. Tears and Rain, it's called Tears and Rain. Did I... Yeah, Tears of Rain, right? Volume one is Tears and Rain. And you know, if you want to go to uh to 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 talk to us, if I don't know, can I mention our website? Oh, absolutely. Okay, uh, you can go to perseverancerecords.com and uh you can send us emails from there if you have questions, if you have suggestions that we are always willing and happy to talk to you and um 
send us notes and we would love to to engage you if you have any ideas for film scores that need to be recorded re-recorded let us know and we'll see what we can do if there's a market for it, we might do it you might think of something that we hadn't thought of yet so you don't know it might happen it's an interesting thing to open your inbox to fans robin yes exactly <laughs> very <laughs> generous of you <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Gonna get a lot of weird emails. <laughs> we will we will have your website in our show notes so people can find your website there. Um, thank cool. you so much, Robin. It was uh, a pleasure to to meet you and to talk to you, and we um, fully support what you're doing. Thank you, Ryan, and thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday. Yeah, that was very nice to you, and I had a great time. And um, you know, maybe we can do this again when uh, the James Horner stuff comes out. Stuff. Oh, yeah, for Sorry. sure. Easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was our pleasure. Thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day as well. Yeah. Cool. And, Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, and we'll let you know Thanks when this so is uh, ready. And um, we'll make sure to help you promote yeah. your um, your releases. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Right. Thanks, Nicole. All right, thank you. Thanks, Robin. Have a good day. Great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Soundtrack Your Life. Make sure to visit our website, SoundtrackYourLife.net, where you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out, too.